Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris Hollifield here. I want to personally welcome you to a brand new episode of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. If this is your first time joining us on the podcast, we're here every week showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City and the surrounding areas. We're talking to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. We're giving you a taste of the city. If you have an awesome story, we're going to probably showcase it here on the podcast. Our website, this one's really easy to remember, IamSaltLake.com. The cool thing is you can go there and listen to the entire back catalog. All the episodes are up there. You can listen to them really easy to do as well as subscribe to the podcast. Hey, are you moving to Salt Lake City? Maybe you're listening to this podcast because you want to figure out what this city's all about. Are you looking at possibly moving into a house with a little more space in it because we're all working from home now? Well, in case you didn't know, you guys, I'm a licensed realtor now, and I'd love to uh, show you some homes. I'd love to show you uh, possibly your dream home, help you find a place to call your own. Uh, You can give me a call, shoot me a text anytime. I'd love to help you, 801-244-2908. But otherwise, let's get into the podcast. This is is a good one, you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm ready ready to go. You ready to party, Chrissy? Ready to roll. uh, Shanna Pearson. Now, I want to start right at what even bootlegging is. I mean, this is, uh, I saw somebody post about this online. Okay. And I was like, this is awesome. This whole concept, this idea of it, it seemed perfect to have you on the podcast. So, I oh, mean, well, thank you. <laughs> I want to start right up top uh, with what even, what it is and what you do and all of that good stuff. Okay. So, bootlegging, we are a licensed alcohol transport company. Um, we are basically li- liaison between the licensees, bars, restaurants, hotels, anybody that has the ability to resell alcohol and the state liquor store, distilleries, breweries, stuff like that. Uh, we pick up their orders from the liquor stores or the distilleries and we deliver it. And that's about it. I mean, it's pretty easy. Um, we- so, so what were, I mean, were there other who was doing this before you came along? So we have one competitor who's currently still doing okay. doing what we do. He's been doing it for a long time, as far as I know. And he's got his loyal customers, um, which I really tried to take away at the very beginning. <laughs> oh, you gotta try. <laughs> you I gotta mean... try, right? But I appreciate loyalty. I want my customers to be loyal to me. And I mean, they, I think, I mean, it's a service, right? You can get a service from anybody. Sure. Um, but my customers like me, um, and they like bootlegging and who they stand for and his customers like him and what he stands for. And so we each, um, we both kind of have our own little thing. We do things differently and maybe that's why his customers stay with him and mine stay with me. And that's great because it's like, uh, there's more for everybody that fits their style. Right. Competition is healthy, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. So what is it like? Okay. Tell me a typical day in your business. In my business. Yes. Okay. So it's, um, liquor store. Well, the liquor industry in Utah is crazy. I've heard <laughs> anything about that. I, I, think. I, I got a few questions okay. I want to get into about that later, okay. but we'll get there in a um, minute. So I have drivers that go into the club store downtown. That's where everything's kind of filtered out of. And they now when you say club store, what what is that? That's the main warehouse. Okay, the, the smaller liquor stores are getting their liquor from okay. as well. Okay, so it's all the distilleries and breweries and everything goes to that one central okay. hub, and then, and it, then gets it gets spread out between okay. gotcha. the licensees and the other liquor stores. So I got you. It's just a massive warehouse, and so my drivers go there. Um, we have set customers that we know, you know, every Wednesday we're going to deliver to this customer or vice versa. But we also have customers that just put their order in. And if they see one of our customers has an order, they deliver it. And so we just, we make sure it's ready. Um, if it's on a pallet, we wrap it and we deliver it and say, Peace. Your booze is here. <laughs> so, so like, uh, how how far in advance? I mean, do they have to order from you? Did well, it's not really from us because mm-hmm. they're ordering everything from the state. We don't have any involvement in their ordering. Okay. So you're just like a, a courier a with cur- no transactions. Yes, yes, okay. it's wonderful. Okay. Um, so we don't deal with any of the financial aspects of it. They they are set up with ACH most of the time with the state. So 
say um, one of the hotels were to place an order with the state, if they're a regular customer that we know every Wednesday we're, we're delivering for that hotel, they'll typically put their order in on a Monday and we just know, and the club store, they know, hey, bootlegging is going to be picking up this order for this hotel, make sure it's ready. But there are a lot of times when they have a really busy weekend and they run out of everything. And yeah, I don't, what happens then? Well, um, then they text me in a panic and they're like, we need booze. Um, because like us, they can't just go to the liquor store and grab a bottle off the shelf and say, hey, I'm going to buy this for this bar. They can't? They can't. No, they have huh. to buy it under their licensee number. And they typically have to wait for hours. Like it's a... It's oh, a like it has to be approved? Like everything's a process. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a nightmare. So they put the order and then they got to wait four hours and they can't go in three hours and 30 well, minutes. Well, it might not prior. be ready. Oh, okay. Okay. So it could be. Okay. I'm just but trying to follow like, There would be a lot of processing happening. Yes. To, to get the stuff ready. Plus I love finding about screwy Utah laws. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's liquor laws. So there might be some weird sad. thing. Right. Have to wait four hours. You do. So a lot of times, like if they're busy, or if there's a holiday, people will go in and there's times I'll even go in. My drivers will go in and be like, Hey, we're here to pick up for so-and-so. Oh, well, that was placed at nine o'clock last night. So we still, we, we don't start our clock until 11. Oh my god! So we've got four hours. We can't, technically oh we have four gosh. hours to pull that order. A lot of times they're, they're pretty good about it. If they're not busy, if the mm-hmm. order's small, they'll just grab it. But I mean, some of these places in Utah have huge orders, you know, and another thing with Utah is you can't get absolutely everything you want at the club store. They allocate certain wines, high-end wines, high-end whiskeys, stuff like that to certain stores. Yeah. Or they'll say, okay, this store gets five, this store gets 10, this store gets none. So if a bar or restaurant, they need five bottles of, say, Blanton's or whatever, well, the club store might not have it. They have to go to Park City or they have to go to a specialty wine store. Um, So that's we're kind of set all over the place. And when they place that order, say they place their large order at the club store, but they just can't get the few things that they need. They'll then say, hey, we placed a big order at the club store, but we also placed an order at 35 or 41 or whatever. And then you have to go all the way and like, yeah, you know, pick up everybody on the way there. Yeah. Carpool the booze. Deal with all the traffic. How many drivers (laughs) do you have? You mentioned- I have two. Two drivers. I have two drivers. I have a driver that goes down to Moab once a month. To deliver down there. Uh, they're only delivering um, local brewery beer. Okay. But we're not delivering anything from the liquor stores. I did have a driver in St. George for a short period of time, and I probably should get another one. <laughs> That's I don't have one right now. It's, just, it's kind of, I need to take care of everything up here before I move down there again. That's smart, though. It's smart to kind of like get, get your process right. organized and running smoothly and then kind of re-expand. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what makes you guys different? You said your competitor kind of, you guys have different styles. What is that style? Well, I mean, I don't know my competitor on a personal level. Obviously our pricing structure is different. So I think- explain that because you said that they don't buy the liquor from you though. Right. Well, but the delivery fee. Oh, right. the delivery yeah. fee. I got you. So how we charge our customers is different than how our competitor charges. You know, I have all of my drivers uniformed. I want them to know. I want the licensees and everybody in that hotel or the bar or restaurant to know these are the bootleggers. This is what they're doing. If they're in your kitchen, there's a reason. That's um, actually really smart. Right. And especially when we're dealing with booze and we're asking for keys and in their liquor room. And a lot of times we're getting credit cards, you know, because a lot of people want, they want their points on their credit card, right? So we actually carry credit cards for a lot of our customers um, or checks, that, um, so there's a lot of trust that is given to me and my company. So I expect my, my drivers to, to uphold that. And I think wearing a uniform, they tend to do that a little bit more than if they were just, yeah, it puts you in a mindset. Yeah, totally. I think that's, that's it's easy to identify and you know, Hey, you know, they're a legit employee. They're not just some Joe Schmo, you hired that morning, maybe. Right. They won't or, get or, jumped because someone or, thinks they're stealing stuff. You know, nowadays right. with uh, even like DoorDash and Uber and stuff like that, we're so used to that type of economy. We don't know, right. you know, if they're trained, blah, blah, blah. All right. We got a brand new sponsor for this episode that I'm really excited to share with everybody. 
Remember, when you support our sponsors, you're directly supporting this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Lifelong Learning at the University of Utah. Lifelong is here to help you find a new hobby, explore an interest, and turn your curiosity into a passion. With more than 150 classes every term in arts and crafts, photography and digital media, performing arts, writing, culinary arts, home and garden, wellness and relationships, current events, and a new subject, Explore Utah. Classes are online and in person, and new classes start every week all year long, so it is easy to find something that fits your schedule. Most classes meet in the evenings or on weekends, and there are one-shot classes that meet once, others that go for multiple weeks. So if you just want to dip your toe in the water or take a deep dive, Lifelong has something for you. I'm even teaching a class this term called Podcasting and Introduction, so if you have a great idea for a podcast, I'll show you my process and what I've learned along the way. For a limited time, I Am Salt Lake listeners can get $5 off a lifelong learning class. All you have to do is enter the promo code IAMSALTLAKE, all one word, all caps, enter it at checkout, and you can find your new passion at lifelong.utah.edu. Again, enter the promo code IAMSALTLAKE. Again, that's all caps. It's going to give you $5 off a lifelong learning class. Head on over to lifelong.utah. .edu and many thanks to the lifelong learning at the University of Utah for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now, when did this start? Did you mention that in the beginning like how many years ago yeah, or how so, long ago this even started? Um, I we've been in business a little over 6 years. Okay, um, so for a minute now. Yeah, we've we've been a, been around for a while. And honestly, we started so I started the company with my neighbor at the time. He was my, my business partner. It was my neighbor at the time. He just moved here from Colorado. He was in the logistics business for 30 some years. He okay. was a bike messenger and he grew logistics companies out there. He had just moved to, to Utah. I was a surgical assistant. Oh, um, wow. You were? I was. Oh, wow. So delivering anything, owning a business was like nothing near what I had ever envisioned. Yeah. Like totally new. So yeah. And I had little kids. I mean, my youngest was three and I was like, we're going to start a business. What am I doing? And my mom's got to go sling booze guys. Right. (laughs) And for the longest time, my mom was like, Shanna, you need to get a real job. Like, cause I quit assisting. Really? And I went full blown into this business and she was just like, really, this is what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, just, just, just work with me. I think it's hard to get parents on board because it just sounds like it still sounds like we're scary. throwing our life away, yeah. you know? And well, guess who works for me now? <gasps> My mom now works for me. That's amazing. So yeah. And she's totally supportive. That's but cool. it took a while. <laughs> it's probably because she was just worried. She about was worried. You. Yeah. yeah. But this is your first like entrepreneur type adventure. Yes, it is. Um, so we, we originally wanted to, so he was like, Hey, what should I deliver? I've been delivering stuff for most of my life. And I was like, well, no one delivers booze. Let's deliver booze. So we actually wanted to do in-home alcohol delivery, which if you've been to Chicago or San Francisco, they do that, right? It's normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Right. So we had an app created. It wasn't against the law to deliver liquor to residents. Six years ago, it wasn't against the it law. It wasn't. It is now. Did they change it because of they you? They did. Did they really? <laughs> I was joking. No, they did. They did. Oh um, my gosh. Our attorney was like, you really, he's dealt with the DABC. He was like, you really need to, to go talk to them before you. I mean, it was like $30,000 to get our app up and running on iOS. Oh and yeah. It's, and so much work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't have the money. I mean, we literally... When we first started, we put like our last $5,000 down on a cargo van. We had nothing. Wow. And we were just like, eh, hope it works. Hopes and dreams though. Yeah. You know? Right. So our mm-hmm. attorney's like, yeah, you should probably go and talk to him. And we sat in a boardroom with um, probably seven people at the DABC and they were just like, holy shit. How did we let this happen? Oh man. How? And they were, they, they looked at us and they were like, you do not have our blessing. That was their, their exact language was you do not have our blessing and we will find a way to shut you down. I am shaking my fists at them. So what, <laughs> Shame I on mean, you. what was going through your mind? 
we were just like, well, it's not, I mean, it's not against the law. I mean, yeah, we had a, a third partner at the time at the very beginning who kind of did the app production and he was in the meeting and he got real defensive and it was like, well, you know, gay marriage started here in Utah and you can't tell people what they can and can't do. And he went off on a tangent and it just, it ended kind of badly. It kind of made them more defensive. (laughs) They doubled down, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the main attorney at the time for the DABC, she was like, well, I mean, you can deliver to licensees. And so we left the meeting thinking, well, that sucks. I mean, luckily we didn't spend all our money on this app, but we've put a lot of time and it's a great, it's a great opportunity. You know, our thing was what they had said at the meeting was you, um, you're intoxicating already intoxicated people. But they're at home. You're at that, home. Exactly. That's literally the safest place. Right. We're like, we're taking those people off the street and if they want to get it, they're going to get it. So having us there to keep them away from, you know, driving, that's a good thing. Right. But you would think. You that would, think. Do, that, would, you that would, think. would do more, I would think, than reducing the alcohol level, you know? Right. Because people are still going out to drink. They are. And when you're at a party, you run out of booze, someone's running to the liquor oh, store. Oh, man, yeah. Right? Whether they're intoxicated or not. Unfortunately, that's just the way that it works. Facts are facts, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, they had said, you know, how are you going to make sure that the person's 21? We had an app that, you know, checked age and... Um, they had said that their employees are, are trained to, to notice if someone's intoxicated. And, and so it was at that point, it was, there was no arguing hmm. we were going to lose. Um, I think a lot of times when people go up against the state, that's what, what, yeah, what that's kind of the risk of right. presenting an idea. Right. And to us, I mean, usually most people, anyway, I, myself, I ask for forgiveness rather than permission, but in that case, it just wasn't worth it. So we started doing licensees and my cousin actually owns a, a bar here, a couple bars here in, in the Salt Lake Valley. And he was our first customer. That's so cool. So, and we just went from there. Do you think like you'll ever fight the system to push it so we can vote to have home delivery? Like, do you think you'll ever lead up something like that? Um, you know, I'm kind of um, hoping that Walmart does that really <laughs> there. Um, I know Walmart is lobbying to get beer, be able to get delivered with, with their groceries here, oh, in, Utah? here in Utah. So yeah, let the big money. Yeah. Right. Them, like, let right. them spend so their I'm, money I'm fighting kind of it. leaning on them to do the legwork huh. and we'll go from there. Um, there was recently, you know, people wanted to do the wine of the month and that yes. was kind of in the news. I always want to do that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's my understanding that you can do it, but it has to be delivered to the liquor store. And then you have to go pick it up and you pay the taxes on top of. Oh, yeah. At that point, know. just go pick a bottle. Right. Like, ugh. Um, so it can't be delivered to your house. You know, I had reached out to the senator that was lobbying for this yeah. and said, hey, if we do this, I'm already a licensed alcohol transport company. I'm licensed with the state. Let me be that delivery company. I'll pick it up from the club store or the liquor store, wherever it's delivered. And I'll deliver it to the residents. And it didn't really go anywhere. Um, they said, well, that's back on the DABC. The DABC said it's back on the senator. And so I honestly, I'm like, I've got too much stuff going on. <laughs> if, yeah. it, if it comes to me, great. But I can't, yeah. I can't follow it. I think it would be a great opportunity. You know, people want that ability to, to try the wine of the month or the beer of the month or whatever. And because um, there's so many things that you can't get in the liquor store. Yes. Right. It's definitely a limited selection. It is. And you can usually their choice order something that you want, but you have to order a whole case. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You, you personally have to order a whole case. Yeah. Like if you wanted a glass or a bottle of Pinot Noir that they don't carry on a regular basis, they'll order it for you. Yeah. But you're ordering 12 bottles. Wow. They don't just take the extras and put them. Oh no, man. No, no. Interesting. I never I mean, really thought about that's that. That's kind of how it works with breweries too and distilleries. So in order to get on the shelves in the liquor store, you need to be able to compete with the top five, say, whiskeys. Well, how does a local whiskey company compete with Jack Daniels? 
Yeah. Right. It's just, imp- it's, it's you hard. Can't. It's, it's really, really competing hard. with Walmart, you know? Exactly. So, um, it makes it really hard for the local distilleries and breweries to come in and actually get their product in the liquor stores. Um, it's unfortunate that the state doesn't give a, a bigger area for local beers and, yeah. and stuff like that. But I mean, we can go in to this distilleries and the breweries on our own and pick it up. You know, we have the ability to get it. It's just not as convenient. Yeah, exactly. Was your business affected by the whole 2020 COVID, the shutdowns or any of that? Or were you able to keep kind of going through all that and keep supplying all the no, it, booze to the bars? No, because the bars got shut down. All then, the hotels yeah. got shut down. The concerts ca- got canceled. Everything. That's wow. Yeah. The hospitality industry sure. was dead. Um, and that's who I supply to. Um, the liquor stores were still open. They were booming, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I thought... I'm going to go to the state and I'm going to talk to the attorney and I'm going to be like, listen, we're in like crazy chaos. The liquor stores are a nightmare. Let me just deliver it to residents just for this time being. You're like, it's a, it's a, what is it? State of emergency booze delivery service. Because everybody would have paid for it. No one wanted to go to the liquor store last year. Yeah. Yeah. You would wait in line forever. And with, I mean, right now, if there's a line at the liquor store, I walk right in. And I pick up what I need to pick up. Oh, that's nice. You kind of have like the. But I mean, I'm working. Yeah. I'm, I'm the booze queen, right? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, so I was just like, oh, how nice would it be? We would all make a ton of money during this crazy yeah. time. And for because- the people who were in quarantine. Hello. Yeah, they don't want to go out. They have they to call their family out. and be like, uh, we dropped hey. off on my porch. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were definitely affected. Um, we were pretty much shut down for three months. We didn't do anything. What was going through your mind? I mean, were you even thinking, man, maybe this, maybe we're out of business? Oh, maybe. I was panicked. Yeah. I was, I was actually on my way to um, Universal Studios when it hit and we got stuck in Vegas. And that was the first time in Vegas that I felt like. Like your family, you got stuck in Vegas or or employee. Okay. No, my family. And it was a ghost town and it was really scary. Cause at first I was like, ah, COVID. eh," Yeah, exactly. You think you're just like, everyone's making a big deal out of nothing. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then they were like, oh, we're shutting this down. We're shutting this down. And I was like. Yeah. When Vegas shut down, I was like, dang. Yeah. I honestly was like, this could be a serious problem. What if it never gets back up to where. It was. And yeah. when, even when we do ba- open back up, people are going to, these hotels and restaurants are going to be so broke. They're not going to pay for a delivery service. Yeah. They're going <clears> to, <throat> sorry. They're going to have to everything. rebuild yes. first. Yeah. And so I, I was very worried, but it came back. Yeah. So. It's awesome. All right. We're going to take just a minute of your time now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors, utahmarijuana.org. I love talking about them, but remember, when you support our sponsors like utahmarijuana.org, you're directly supporting this podcast. And hey, your health. And your health. Yeah. Hey, utahmarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I don't know if you guys remember way back on episode 420, we had Tim Pickett on the podcast. We talked about medical cannabis here in Utah. We talked about utahmarijuana.org. Well, now he's a sponsor of the podcast. Anyways, utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they're going to make getting your medical cannabis card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. It is so true, you guys. They are the most helpful medically I have ever been. You know how you want to go to the doctor and you're like, I don't even know what doctor to go to or what to say. These guys are incredible. They have over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief. So you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally and stay up to date. And right now they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Just use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. I did. It was great. And depending on where you're located in the Valley, they have a clinic location just for you. Go to utahmarijuana.org. Check it out. They're going to list it right there. They have uh, location clinics from like Provo to Bountiful to Salt Lake, West Valley. Uh, Go check it out. And like Chrissy said, there's a promo code. 
green 25. This is going to give you $25 off your first visit. And it's also going to tell them that you came from I Am Salt Lake and that you're a supporter of this show and that you're down to support this show and you're down for uh, medical cannabis. So anyways, down for your health. Hey, isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. I mean, what do you know now, like six years in Mm -hmm. that you wished you would have known when you started all this? Oh, well. I, mean, I guess that's a big question. You've learned <laughs> a lot. A you've learned question. a lot. I guess you've shifted. And- it's constantly changing. Um, as you know, liquor yeah. laws are constantly changing. I am now, um, they now require people that deliver liquor to be licensed with the state. And that wasn't a thing. Be- so, oh, so more money. Great. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. great. Expenses going up is always wonderful. Right. So for about four years, I was running the business just as a logistics company and they came in uh, two years ago and they said, okay, you have to be a licensee. You have to, they background checked me, they fingerprinted me um, and I, I'm i licensed, insured and bonded and everything with the state of Utah, which is wow. great. Um, yeah. But I have a lot of red tape. I was going to say, and do you, do you think as you kind of, you know, keep going and become more successful, they might even come at you with more red tape, like over time? Absolutely. Absolutely. And how can we avoid that as a team? That's Hmm. what I want to know. Yeah. What can we do to support (laughs) you and help you avoid that? Because I mean, what you're doing is important. It is important. We need our booze. And I will storm the Capitol if they make this harder for you. Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't know. Um, I think just staying off their radar is the biggest thing. We, um, our competitor flew under the radar for a really long time. And that might be why he doesn't like us very much because we kind of came in. We were like, well, look at us. That's so tough because it's not (laughs) like you set out to directly compete with him and make his life harder. You were trying to do your own thing and you were forced into becoming a competitor. Right. And it kind of brought him to the surface. Yeah. Which sucks. And I get it. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Right. Love you. Um, But we, um, my vehicles are advertised on. So we've got um, Five Wives Vodka advertises Robert Mondavi Constellation. They, and we have some local breweries, um, Pacifico and the U S ski team. They wrap our vehicles. So that was kind of one thing that scared us with the state was, okay, are we going to get in trouble? And they did come back and they said, you can't advertise for a specific bar restaurant because you're in the industry. You can't promote another one. Uh, One over the other. Yeah. Well, that's kind of BS. So, but it makes sense. I mean, like I deliver for um, the country clubs, but I also deliver to another golf place and I'm pretty sure my country club people wouldn't appreciate me driving my big truck into their willow or until their, their property with like another golf. Yeah. That's a fair point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we, we got through the advertising. We're just kind of doing it again, asking or asking for, uh, Ask forgiveness. for forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. But we're just kind of slowly doing things a step at a time. So we don't like rock the boat. Now, yeah. I, I know they came in there and kind of shut you down with the home delivery, right? With, uh-huh. with the, that. But do you think, like, kind of how we were talking, I think, before we started recording about, like, how Utah shifted even over the last 10 years? It's become a little more normalized here. I mean, do you mm-hmm. think, do you think liquor laws are getting a little more relaxed here? I think they are. I think they are. I kind of feel like a lot of times, you know, it's two steps forward, one step yeah. back. Um, I think it will get there. Yeah. Um, people are always talking about how, you know, it's, it's going to be privatized one day. That's never going to happen. Just dealing with the state and they just want that control. I don't think it's ever, ever going to be privatized. And they want all the money. And they make way too much money. (laughs) Way too much money. Um, so I do think that eventually, you know, the home alcohol delivery might be a thing. Um, I think the medical marijuana has kind of pushed for a little bit of movement in that. And that might have, I mean, they have a ton of money under their belts as well. So if they can push for even medical marijuana to be delivered and then eventually recreational or whatever, I think alcohol will get there. Yeah. It at least opens the doors to prove that nothing bad will happen. 
Right. Well, well yes. No, okay. <laughs> nothing more bad than is happening now will probably happen. Right. Is that a good enough way to say yes. it? Yes. Okay, cool. Do you see yourself maybe getting into the medical marijuana industry at all? You know, I actually thought about it yeah. um, bef- right before they started. When we first got the okay to do medical marijuana, um, I looked into a transport license for that. And they hadn't quite figured it out. They knew that there was production licenses. There were grow houses. There were yeah. dispensaries. They hadn't figured out the transport side of it. Because I know they're doing delivery now for it. Yeah. So you might um, look into that. I now. thought about it. There's a, I mean. A lot of logistics. A lot of logistics. I'm now dealing with um, the Department of Ag rather than the DABC. Sure. Oh, um, okay. So... I think it would be great. I would definitely have to add a lot more vehicles, a lot more drivers. Um, And the licensing would probably be a lot more too, I would think. Yeah. So absolutely. It's something that I would definitely reconsider doing once I have the ability to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like once it makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Now let's find out a little bit about you that, you know, you're the, you're the person behind all of this. I mean, are you even from Utah? Where, where were you born? I am. Yep. I was born and raised here. Um, I grew up at the mouth of Big Cotton Canyon. I went to Juan Diego. Okay. (laughs) Um, and I went to the U for a bit and it was huge. I graduated from class of 96 and then I went to a math class for like 500 students and I was like, this isn't working for me. So I ended up at the community <laughs> college um, and I got married, had kids, kind of did the whole Utah mom thing. Hey, yeah, me too. Um, realized I love being a mom, but I can't stay at home. Yeah. This isn't for me. You know, I need, I need time. You need to be your own person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ended up getting divorced and, and then that's, I met my business partner who ultimately ended up being my husband. Um, that's so cute. And so we started the business together and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, but I'm from here. I know how, and I, I grew up not LDS. I mean, I went to Catholic school. Oh, wow. So you didn't, you weren't part. Okay. So you weren't, you didn't grow up LDS. I didn't grow up LDS. I didn't grow up Catholic, but I went to Catholic school, but it was hard for me growing up, not LDS. Yeah, you know. where people, were you like rejected a lot? Oh, you yeah, come it was to like you can't play with Shanna because she's yeah. not LDS or whatever. Yeah, so it was hard. I live out in Bluffdale. Um, we we built a house out there, and moving into this you know new subdivision, I thought my girls are going to be totally chastised because one, they're not Mormon, and two, their mom delivers booze. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the, what is it? The scarlet letter. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But it, I mean, people for whatever reason, they've been really open and whether they're LDS or not, they've just been like, wow, that's an awesome business. It's an awesome concept. That is so cool. I really feel like, uh, it's expanding that way. I think a lot of the people moved up from California and people are kind of, you know, integrating themselves yes. into the culture here. And um, people who once may have judged a little bit more before mm-hmm. now kind of see that, oh, okay. It's like, okay. It, yeah, we're not going to hell in handbasket. Right. We can accept different people. Right. And people, I mean, people drink. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It doesn't matter if you know drink. about it or not. Right. That's what they're doing. So they look at me more as a business person rather than, oh, she's not Mormon you know, or, oh, she delivers booze. It's, she's an entrepreneur that has, you know, been successful. Was that really hard for you? I mean, being like growing up in Utah and having been the kid that's like, oh, you can't play with her to actually decide to go into the, that business, uh, like thinking that you might get some kind of negative feedback. Um, no. Okay. Good for you. I'm the type of person that I just don't really care. That's awesome. (laughs) Have you always been that way? No. I haven't. Um, And what got you there? Do you teach classes? Do I? Yeah, (laughs) right. Um, You know, honestly, I don't know. I think my just going through divorce, I have two girls um, raising, raising two girls. And I knew that what we were doing with the business was going to be successful. And I knew, and just from what I've heard from people since we've started the business was, wow, that's amazing. And it's my confidence as a woman has grown and just being a woman business owner, especially in Utah. Yeah. Um, it's like, suck it, 
white men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so, it's, it's true. <laughs> so real, it's just grown my confidence, and I know that what I have as a as a woman, as a business owner, I'm just like, if you don't like it, so what? Like, I just if if you don't Sorry, like it, you're it's not probably because you're. I mean, I don't want to say. I mean, you're jealous, or you're there's something. Why don't you like me? There's some projection happening yes. from the other side, and for so sure. I'm just like, it is what it is. Yeah, I yeah. just don't care. I like that. What are some of your other hobbies and interests, right? Before you, before we started recording, you mentioned you did Oktoberfest. I mean, what are some yes. of the other things when you're not out delivering booze to people that you, um, that you like to do? So I sell real estate. Awesome. I that, that yeah. you do yeah. as well, right? Yeah, awesome. So when I have time, I yeah. sell a house or two. Hey, hey. Yeah. Um, How long have you been doing that for? Uh, Three years. Very cool. Three years. Very cool. What about you? I just barely started this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And? Uh, I love it. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have a lot to base it on. You've, you said three years. So three I mean, you've, you've seen a lot, uh, well, there's been, been a lot shift. of changes. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes. Yeah. yeah. But I like it. I yeah. enjoy it. It's definitely, I think it would be different for me if it was my bread and butter and that's what I needed to pay my bills where I'm kind of like, eh. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Now you can kind of like budget and you know, yeah. whereas real estate, it is a little, it's very right. entrepreneurial. And it's which feast is or great. famine, right? Yeah. 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 So, but I do that. Like I mentioned, I have two preteen girls. So, so that's going to be fun for you. Very. Yeah. I thought I had a few more years. Um, Mine just hit the teen. Well, no, they're right. Yeah, I was gonna say, we've we have, been we, going We have an almost 18 year old. A girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am so not looking forward to that. So my daughter, my oldest will be 13 next month. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> <sighs> and her and I are just like constantly butting heads. And then I have a 10 and a half year old girl as well. And they, one of them is like, just like me, which is really, really hard. That's to the head button. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But it's, isn't the oldest, my oldest, just like me. Yes. It's, it's so hard. hard. Um, so they keep me very busy. I've got one that plays competition soccer. Oh, wow. Um, which shoot me because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. You're literally a soccer mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, my everyone is, gosh. but I just wanted to say like, it. Seriously, two practices a week, sometimes two games a week. And I'm like, do these kids like not, can they not have lives? But they can't. I mean, you That's come crazy. home from school and you go to soccer. And yeah. I'm like, can you but she loves it, right? She loves it. Okay. And it totally brought her out of her shell. So I kind of have to keep her in it. Yeah. It's just, it's a little extra effort for you. And that can get hard when lot. you have a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> I've totally had to rely on neighbors. Because the, the other kids that play with her, I'm like, uh, sorry, I can't pick up. I can't take. Yeah. So. Well, you're running a business. I mean, that's yeah. what's incredible. I mean, you're a mom, you, you're, you're, you know, you, you do all this stuff and then, and then you're slinging booze. I mean, this, I don't know how you do it. We know firsthand yeah. that is very challenging. Yeah. Like, <laughs> being parents, it's the hardest being, job oh, ever. Oh man. Right? And like trying to do something on your own even and like focus on jug juggling all of that. Yeah. It's crazy. What what do you do on days you wake up and you're just like, I can't do this today. I don't want to do it. What do you do on those days? On work days? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a normal Wednesday. See, I, I mean, back what gets you what gets you out of bed some I mean the days you know, you're not motivated. What do you do you, do you do you just get up? I mean do you have like I a do. little, little I just, uh, mantra? What do you do? No. I probably should find one. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. The the past few months have kind of, there's a lot of been a lot of changes with with the business and just m my personal life and I've had to just be like, well, it's not going to get done itself. Yeah. Like the booze has got to get delivered, <laughs> it right? Does. Um being a business owner, it's great, you know. I can make my own schedule and I can do whatever I want. If I want to raise, I just go out and get it. And <laughs> but at the same time, if I don't have someone to do my deliveries, I do those deliveries, you know, and I'm constantly working. I've always got my phone and with real estate, you sure. get it. Like your yeah. phone is con So I've got real estate and the booze business. My phone is never quiet ever. Wow. So I'm always working. Um, so there's days where I'm just like, I can't, I, I honestly don't know how I'm going to do it. So I really like my shower time. Okay. Like I will sit in the shower for probably 40 minutes and just decompress and fantasize about my coffee that I'm going to have in about Dude. five minutes. <laughs> I know. It's just such a magical place, yeah. isn't it? Oh. And then I just like quiet, like that's probably the only quiet time that I have. But it's good that you found that a lot of people don't find that. And then the fact that you found it and you know what to do. I mean, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I have been lucky, but it's a shower. People have to shower. Right. right. I mean, 
I would like to be able to be like there. Okay. So I paint a little bit. There's times if I can actually find a little bit of time to like paint watercolors, acrylic, acrylic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just canvases. And there's times that I'll be like, I'm putting everything on the back burner to paint. I would like to be able to do more of that because it's not something that I have to do. Like if I didn't shower, people would be like, not want you to come into their restaurant. Right. Yeah. So I'm using this necessity for quiet time. That makes so much sense because yeah, I mean, as an adult and a mom and a business lady, there is no time to do anything you enjoy. No, it's just no. And, and things that help you like bring down decompress. your stress levels or decompress or just yeah. my sorry, water man. bill might be a little high. <laughs> but you know what? Your bill could be high somewhere else if that was, I mean, it, it could exactly. like my alcohol. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. yeah. <laughs> That's true. You, get a, you probably get a sweet discount though. Actually, you don't get a discount probably I, at all. Because no. I, I, I remember I looked into like working at a liquor store one time years ago. Cause Are I was like, serious? I bet you get a sweet discount. Oh, and no. They don't even get a discount. Okay. That's hilarious. I've n- I'm always like at makeup stores, man, I should work here to get a discount, but I've never thought about that. Never thought of working at, I mean, cause they pay crappy too. They only pay them employees like nine bucks yeah, an hour. Minimum wage. yeah it's yeah. horrible to work at a liquor store and then you don't even Man. get a discount yeah even though the licensees they yeah. don't get a discount yeah they, wow. they're tax-free yeah but they can upcharge you know sure. that's why shots are 12 dollars or whatever that makes sense yeah but they don't they pay what we pay what's your go-to drink when you hit the bar uh so I like gin and tonic okay. and I like a dirty gin martini. I'm a gin girl, Wow! but I really like tequila too. But that's eh? like, if it's like a- Chrissy's a tequila, I'm oh, a yeah. tequila girl. I like, yeah, Mm-mm-mm. I yeah. love tequila, but it's I got, fun. I got And everybody else around me has to be prepared. Like, okay, oh, really? Shanna's drinking tequila. Do you get really happy? I get really talkative and I'm yeah. already a talkative person. So people are probably like, oh my God, shut the hell up. <laughs> it's true it's like it energizes you yeah and i'm not i'm not it like i'm not a person to get out and go on the dance floor but with tequila you are yeah like i don't do karaoke if you want shauna to like come out of her shell at a bar oh we are going to the bar named sue (laughs) oh shots shots shots. i I haven't done that in so long oh yes (laughs) but i'm a total lightweight too like two shots and i'm i'm a goner hey there's nothing wrong with that i'm a cheap date yeah yeah nothing wrong with being i'm a lightweight yeah. Are you? I'm so jealous yeah. of lightweights. I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah, man. One for you guys. I, I, well, I don't drink a whole lot these days. So, yeah, so I when really I do, it's, it hits me harder. Yeah, than, uh, for sure. Other times. But let's uh, we have to switch directions. There's okay. a few standard Salt Lake City related questions. We ask everybody that comes on the podcast. So of course, we have to ask you family and friends. They come and visit us from out of state, California, New York, Florida, wherever. And they're like, uh, they're here for the weekend. And they're like, drive me around. Give me the tour. Give me the Utah tour. What's the Shannon Utah tour? Like, where do you take people? I mean, and when I say Salt Lake, I mean, in the Valley, you could yeah. even park city, the lake, Ogden, wherever. We'll what, even what? let you yeah. go to Moab if you want. <laughs> okay. Where, where, where do you like to take people to? Um, Hmm. I think if I were to do that, I mean, most of the people I know are here, right? Yeah. But occasionally you have a visitor, right? Occasionally. Yeah. I, yes, I have. Yes, I do. Um, I would probably park city would probably okay. be on my hit list. Um, I'm a mountain biker. So maybe take him out mountain biking, take him out mountain biking. Moab. Moab's great. That place is, yeah, that is a great place to go do things outdoors. Yeah. I like being outdoors. I'm, I'm a fair weather girl. I definitely do not like the snow. Um, don't come in the winter. Don't come visit me. I want to like hibernate in my house and never leave. But I like to get on the boat, go up to Deer Creek. I'm not a huge downtown person. I don't you like. You probably get enough of in your day job. I do. And I don't really like crowds that much. So I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of lazy and old and boring. It happens. It happens. Hey, like it is our time to be lazy and yeah. old and boring. Is yeah, what we I put say. our dues in earlier. Twenty yeah. now, when we were teens, twenties, thirties. Everyone whatever. else could go out and have the fun. Yeah, I'm gonna stay inside now. Yeah, yeah. There's maybe a few places that I would I would show downtown, but I just prefer not to go there. I just don't like the traffic. Okay. Okay. What about favorite local eating spots? Do you have any favorites? One or two? I do frequent here a lot, and maybe I'm biased because he's my cousin. But I go to the break. All the time out in daybreak or West Valley. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Great. Sports have to bar. check it out. It's fun. 
And again, I have young kids, so I feel like I don't go out that much. That's all right. I mean, you know, that, that even that one. I mean, that's a good recommendation. But su- I like sushi. Okay. What's your favorite sushi place? Hmm. Probably wasabi okay. and Draper. Okay. Yeah. I live like in BFE, so. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you would change about, about the Valley, about Salt Lake City, about the area if you could? I wish that there was a better way to get east and west. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like there's freeway for north and south and... But if you want to go out to Harriman or sure. whatever, it takes forever. Yeah. Or yeah. Eagle Mountain. And the growth that's happening out that direction yeah. is just crazy. And so the traffic is so bad. What do you think of all the growth happening here? Um, I think it's... Okay, there's a part of me that I'm like, go home, go away. Because <laughs> I grew up here, right? Yeah. And it, yeah. yeah like, like I remember I grew up in Sandy and I was like, I'm going to school in Draper. Yeah. Like, that's going to take me an hour to get there. And now that's like the place to be. And I mean, I live in Bluffdale. I'm just right around the corner. So there's times where I'm just like, it's grown way too fast, way too much. But on the other end with real estate, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been great. Um, but then with the booze delivery, I rely on more people that drink to come in to the state. So you need yeah. the tourism and you need yeah. the people to move I here. Need... I mean, I get it. It's part of life. It's, it's, it's yeah. the classic. There's more work because there's more people, but there's more people. So there's more problems. I agree. I agree. So I think if we, um, I think the infrastructure just needs to change a little bit Yeah. Mm-hmm. to accommodate. It was definitely not in. planned for like people who go places to live here. Well, <laughs> no. and it seems like they start, they start, you know, Bangator. They've been working on that for, I feel like 20 years. Right. And yeah. then I-15. They'll never stop. They fix it. And then, and then, and then they and start then, over again. Yeah. Like, they have one idea and they're like, let's on? do this. That'll solve that problem. But then they're like, it oh, another problem. it didn't. Yeah. And like, they just, they just need a little bit of planning time. You know, yeah. it kind of makes me wonder, do they do that on purpose for like money? For job I wonder security. too. Yeah. Their you know, own, yeah, and part of me's security. like, all right, that's cool. Like I'm cool with like, especially like the road workers, you know, I could I not them imagine doing work. that work. I, oh no, I don't want to do it, but yeah. I mean, someone's got to. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> that'd be great if it was there for them. So like, yeah. you know, I think that's why I don't get really upset about the, the uh, construction always going. I'm like, I'm glad they have jobs. I'm glad everyone's doing something. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will like plan my whole day, even my kids, like extracurricular stuff around traffic. I you have to now. Do not, I don't like, because before, oops, sorry, before like at five o'clock, it was southbound I-15 traffic that was a nightmare. Now it's northbound. Yeah, yeah totally reversed. It totally it's reversed. So crazy. And I'm like, what just happened? So I don't like to go anywhere. At a certain time, I'm it's like, chaos. It's chaos. It was nice last year when everything shut Everybody down was and home. the roads were right. just empty. I was like, "This is wonderful." That's why Sundays are kind of nice. Yeah, but they're changing. They're getting Sundays busier. are definitely changing. Yeah, they are. They used to be the day to that us get your grocery shopping. They were our day. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Get everything yeah. done. No one was on the freeway. You didn't, you could go to Costco. And yeah. You know, have personal space. Now everybody's out yes. there doing that now, yeah. which which it goes. It's good for you know, like you said, a lot of things. But uh, yeah, it's always always something. There's always a give and take. Absolutely. I had so much fun with you today on the yeah, podcast. I know. I'm, this so, was I'm, so fun. I'm so glad you came and uh, and recorded with us. I mean, what can what can listeners do to support you more? Like drink what can more we, booze. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm on board. That's a that's a good thing to uh, to keep in mind, right? Because. Yeah. Uh, obviously it's, it's the businesses and the restaurants and the bars that are actually going to, that are your customers. Right. So it's not the individual. But I mean, I love this because it's like, just go out, go to a restaurant you like, order some drinks. That way, you know, you're supporting the staff at the restaurant, you know, you're supporting bootlegging, hopefully. Yes. I'm, I'm just going to say you're supporting bootlegging, but you're supporting the system and you're keeping it, you know, moving. Yeah. So I think, you know, pat yourself on the back and go have a nice dinner. Yeah. yeah. One thing to keep in mind, um, I know a lot of people from Utah, they they understand to a point the liquor laws. We do have a lot of people that come in from out of state and they don't get it. You know, they get frustrated. Um, Bootlegging also provides like all the alcohol monitoring systems that the licensees need to be compliant with the state and like IDs and scanners and stuff. Just don't get mad at your servers and the restaurant staff for taking your ID, scanning your ID. Um only giving you a certain amount of liquor 
it's the law. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all in this together. Yeah. Work with it. I mean, it could be, it could be worse. It could be way worse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we all wish we could drink a little bit more at a time, Exactly. it's the way it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just be nice to everybody. I love that. Yeah. Before, before, I mean, I hit stop on the record. Is there anything you were hoping we would talk about or anything you want to promote or any, I mean, how, how can listeners get a hold of you if they want to? I mean, this is your time for a second. Right. You know, um, well, I mean, with us being specifically for licensees, yeah. you know, if I, if I could come in and say, Hey, you know, jump on my app and order some booze, I'll get it delivered to you right away. Um, that's one thing, but, um, you know, just the biggest thing for me is supporting the the businesses here, yeah. the bars and restaurants, concerts. Um, that keeps all of us in, in business and keeps all of us employed. My employees keeps them going, yeah. keeps them busy. It's a positive chain reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, yeah, we just hope to, you know, we're the bootleggers. Does, does bootlegging have like an Instagram account or anything or no? It does. Okay. Is it just bootleg? Do I know it? <laughs> I, think just, I think it's just bootlegging. B-O-O-T-L-E-G-N. Okay. Bootlegging. Um, I'll put a link for that at IamSaltLake.com okay. with this episode too. I'll find, make sure it's the right one. And yeah. Connect we, uh, we have a website um, for licensees. They can go and order all of their compliance product if they want. Um, advertisers, if they want to advertise on our vehicles, they can go there. We also have retail, like merchandise product, hats, sweatshirts, stuff like that. that people oh, cool. Buy. Where do they go buy that? That's just bootlegging.com. All so right. B-O-O-T-L-E-G-N.com. Sweet. Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody. I'm going to let her ask. Okay. And then uh, thank you again. Absolutely. We'll thank to, you. We'll have to bring you back through and catch up like, you know, year two down the yeah, road and see absolutely. where you're at with things. Yeah. I'll bring I'd tequila next time too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, get, we'll get some songs in. Perfect. That would be so fun. Okay. We might have to edit a lot more. <laughs> It'll just be a party we're recording basically. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. Before we let you go though, could you leave our listeners with a, a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by? I guess my biggest thing is you got to just be true to yourself and there's, you can't please everybody. You know, you don't like everybody. Not everybody's going to like you and you need to be okay with that. I think some people just, this might sound weird, but you vibrate at different levels. Right. And, um, you just need to find the people that, that you jive with and the other people that you don't just let them, let them go jive with other people. Let them jive with other people. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned just growing up, owning my business that there's a lot of people that don't like me and that's okay. You know, for whatever, for whatever the reason, I've just learned that I am who I am and I'm okay with that. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Remember our website, IamSaltLake.com. Head on over there. Listen to some of the back episodes of the podcast. You can share share them with your family and friends on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you guys do it these days. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home here in Salt Lake City, I'd love to help you. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. 801-244-2908. I'd love to help you find your dream home. ChrisHollifieldRealty.com is the website. Head on over there. You all have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local, and we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.